This is Betty Collins, and we are Inspiring Women, presented by Bradyware. This is the podcast that advances women towards economic, social, and political achievement. I am here to inspire you to take steps to the next level in your career. Thanks for listening and investing your time in yourself. More about Inspiring Women in this episode can be found at bradyware.com slash resources. So today, becoming a person of influence. In fact, today, because this is Inspired Women, I'm going to say becoming a woman of influence, right? I'm going to start with this. I love a certain movie, and I bet I've watched this a hundred times. I'm not kidding. My husband will come home and can't believe I still have this on, but it's two-week notice with Sandra Bullock, who plays Lucy Kelson, and Hugh Grant, who plays George Wade. So Sandra Bullock is an activist. And she is a cause, I'm putting that in quotes, per Hugh Grant in the movie. She, he says that at some point. She is very passionate about architecture and preserving historical buildings that have meaning. That, you know, they've, they've been in the community forever. How dare you take this down, right? On the other hand, he's a developer and he tears down buildings. And he puts up new ones that are nothing like the historical buildings, of course, that she loves. So she, she, you know, he's that big corporate America. She works for all these legal aid things and does all the good work, right? So they are night and day. Uh, he grew up wealthy. She grew up poor. I mean, they have nothing in common, really. But um, needless to say, her method is that she would protest and take her protesters and they would stand in front of buildings when they were trying to tear them down. And for a while, it would work, and all three people that she had protesting with her, and then they would take them, and, and she would go into jail, and, and her parents would bail her out. And so um, one of those times, the parents were, they were coming, of course, out of the building, and, um, or out of jail, actually. The parents had paid her bail, and she looked at her parents and said, did they tear the building down? And, she, he, and they didn't say yes. They didn't have to. And she just looked at her parents and said, I'm just not getting through. And they said, let's just go to dinner. She goes, no, I got to go home and think about this one. So that line stayed with me. I'm just not getting through. In other words, she wasn't influencing anything. How many times have you had that passion, something in your heart and soul, right? And you have no results. And you have that, I'm not getting through. In reality, no influence. And influence can be applied to many things. You know, you can, it can, ins- you, maybe you want to influence and have a following. Maybe you want to push an agenda, be impactful. You have a passion. You have a cause, like Lucy Kelson. But today we're going to talk about becoming that person of influence. Influence is merely, it's the capability to have an effect on the character, development, or behavior of something. Do you want to be that woman of influence? I hope so. We're counting on you, actually. Uh, the movie is not a real life, of course. It's not, a, it's not, you know, it's fictional. But Sandra Bullock acted out and was determined to have influence about historical buildings. She really wanted the community center where she grew up to stay intact. And, but she had enough insight in that moment when she saw her parents look that they had torn down another building, that it was not working. So she changed the way or the approach to influence her agenda of historic preservation. I don't know what your historic preservation issue is, but I'm sure there's something out there that you would like to have more influence on. Well, the approach was very uncomfortable and she had a mindset change 
to her method, to her madness. So instead of having her and three people go protest, she ends up approaching Hugh Grant as George Wade. The, you know, the rich kid, the playboy, the guy who's kind of everything she can't stand. And she ends up working for the guy who's tearing down the buildings. Now, it's a movie, and I get that. And I would call, but but if that was real life, and you decided that was good, I'm going to now get in and get with that person, like I talked in my, my last podcast, the decision maker, the person who makes things happen, that's exactly what she did. It was bold. It was tenacious. She wasn't comfortable and, you know, confidence. She was confident in her passion, but it took a lot of, you know, she had to be courageous now. So, okay, it's a movie, but it could be real if you applied it to your situation. How are you going to change your mindset? How are you going to change your method? Are you going to do something a little more bold and tenacious to make it happen? And of course, Lucy Kelson did that. More to More on Lucy Kelson later. But before we continue, I want to think about the influence you have now or that you would like to have. Are you just not getting through to some aspect of your life or a situation, maybe in your family with your kids, you know how that is, bosses, customers, the career path? Think on it. Uh, Don't just listen to my podcast, but really think on it, kind of define it, put it on the table, write it down, and then say it out loud. I want to influence and make some change to becoming that influencer so you get through where you need to. So to influence others, in other words, it's not really optional to do these things, and it's a lot. So listen closely and get get the transcript on these next few things, because this is not for the weak, it is not for the weary. (laughs) You must go beyond general expectations, and you must reach for limits above the norm. You must have total confidence in yourself and what you are attempting to achieve, but you also have to be courageous. It's one thing to be confident, but to stand up in the room and say what you need to say, that takes courage. You've got to provide words and wisdom uh, to others who are seeking to obtain it. And then you have to understand the impact yourself of maybe that historical preservation community center staying, I don't know, and show others that these things can be realized. Again, this is not for the weak and it is not for the weary. So I'm going to give you some tips on how do I get through? How do I become that woman of influence? Well, first, you got to focus on resonating with the audience. I mean, you got to know the person or the group you're trying to influence. I think in the movie, that's what she was doing. I've got to get to know George Wade and who he is and get beside him. Of course, you got to it's a movie, so it's kind of uh, go watch it and you'll see what I'm talking about. But she really, I mean, in, in her case, she said, that's what I got to do. It's no longer enough. I got to get to know this person and figure it out. But begin with, you know, begin with your audience and create generosity for them. I know that when I speak publicly, if I don't get to know that audience, I will not connect. I will not resonate and they will be on their, they will be on their phones. You have to benefit. You have to give them some kind of positive experience. And that's really just called, you've got to make a resignation. Here's a great, great quote when you're figuring out that audience or that person of, of who you're trying to get to. If you talk to someone about themselves, they'll listen for hours. I'm going to say that again. If you talk to someone about themselves, they'll listen for hours. People will immediately like you if you show interest in them first. We don't do that well often today. 
you got to learn about who they are, what they are, you know, what they dislike, what their favorite sports are. Make yourself more likable, and and maybe they'll you'll you'll gain some trust. Um, I have a great example that I was interviewing a very large client, and um, I really wanted this client, and I went in there not really having any ability to resonate with this person. She and, and the more I tried to sell myself and and sell my company and and talk about myself and all those things. The interview was over before it started. Fortunately, I, I was perceiving that. <laughs> I had good perception, right? And then I realized, I just need to wind this down. She's not interested. And I saw two pictures on her desk. And one of them was, it looked like a place I had gone to. So I said, hey, uh, do you travel a lot? And she goes, well, we, we, we love to travel. We live to travel. I said, oh, is that St. Lucia? She goes, it is. Completely different conversation. We talked travel for 10 minutes. And we talked about everywhere we had been. She talked about all over. And it it was personal for her because it was with her husband and her children and a lifetime of those things. So I was able to now resonate with that audience. I made a connection. And then at the end, she's like, get me the contract and let's get started. It was the most bizarre thing I've ever, but I learned from that, that first thing I went in and I try to do this now, I look around the room, what is the audience? Even if it's one person, what is in their office? What do they, you know, what resonates with them? So if you want to influence, you got to resonate. You got to know your stuff. If you want to be an influential person, you got to know your stuff and you got to be incredible. Lucy Kelson, played by Sandra Bullock, knew her stuff about historical preservation. She just did. She could go on and on and on about it. Now, Hugh Grant didn't hear her, <laughs> but she knew her stuff. She, she gained knowledge. She knew her research. And so when it really came to the moment where she could actually work for somebody like him and be there, he then began to go, she knows. She's credible. She might be a liberal and I'm a conservative. She might be you know, frugal and I'm excessive. But she knew her stuff. She had credibility. And that took her a long way. And it kind of, she gained some authority because of that. And then it's funny in the movie, now he can't make a decision without her. Everything is what she thinks, right? But knowing and and research, you have to do that. So you have to know if you want to be an influencer and it doesn't matter what it is. If you want to help someone at your church and you want them to know the Bible, if you don't know it, it means nothing (laughs) that you're trying to help them. If you are in, you know, a situation where you're trying to help someone sell something and you've never sold anything in your whole life, it doesn't help. So you got to know your stuff to be credible. It's our nature to listen to those who know more. It also is our nature to not listen to people who know more. So sometimes the smartest person in the room is, quote, the expert, and they kind of get attention because you're stuck with them because they're the expert. You don't want to be in that. But know your stuff and be credible. Build your strategy and process first. So to become influential, you got to be intentional. I'm sure you've heard that. But those who plan influence, those who think first influence, Those who are paralyzed by the plan don't influence, by the way, so don't get too wrapped up in that because if the plan sits on a shelf and collects dust, it means nothing. So in order to have a real plan, you got to think it through, but then you got to go, and here's how I'm going to process this, and then you will influence. I know in Bradyware with our women's initiative, I really did sit back and go, what is the purpose? What is the mission? 
How do I want this to go? What is it I really want to achieve at the end of the day? And then I began executing things in pieces. And in five years, Brady, we can't believe how we've grown this to what it is. But it took a lot of that. And now I'm pretty influential in Bradyware when I go in and say, I think we should do this for women. And a lot of times it's just a given because I've done my homework. I am, I, I know my stuff and I, and I have a credible reputation, but then I build a strategy and I continue to, to, to change the strategy. The other piece is you got to find your unique voice when you want to influence. You can be the norm. You can be like everybody. You can be a copy or you can be original. You probably heard that. But the key difference between the influencers who make it and those who don't is really not about how hard you work. That's good stuff. It may not be that you are the big producer. And, you know, people wear that badge of honor and thump their chest. I'm the biggest. I'm the best. I'm, you know, I'm doing all this. But it doesn't mean that they are always going to be heard. In fact, sometimes people don't want to hear about how hard you work and how good you are. But they will, they will be inspired by you if you have a unique voice or method in how you communicate or how you do something. So there's a funny part in the movie. It's the envelope part of the movie. So now, of course, Hugh Grant can't make one decision without um, Sandra Bullock. You know, she knows her stuff. She's credible. She's, she's on it. He, 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 she's gained his trust on and on. And so he brings her these two envelopes, and, she, and she's like, these are the same envelopes. I don't know what the debate is. And he's describing it to her, and she's still going, I don't know what the debate is. They're both not made with recycled paper, so I wouldn't buy either of them. And then she goes and she licks the envelopes and see how they seal. And he goes, what are you doing? And she goes, well, you got to see if they seal well. you know." And she's licking to see how they taste. He was like, I've asked 100 people the same question, and you're the only one who came up with this answer. And, I, and that stuck with me because I just think about these things. I don't know why. She just had a unique way of helping him make decisions or getting him to where he needed to go. Again, it's a movie, but the principle is there. So never underestimate the the uniqueness of how you leverage. Your voice will be heard differently versus just, I work hard, so I should be heard, you know, or I'm the biggest producer, I should be heard. So those are things that are out there. You got to be consistent, period. To create trust and connection, you got to be consistent. Deviation is okay, but consistent rules the rules the day. I'm sure you've heard this. You know, if you want to be influenced, um, you want to be the influencer and not be influenced. Not that that's bad, but being authentic and building trust, you got to be the real deal. People can read through that. It's critical to stay that way. It's critical to be transparent. People want to connect with people who are the real deal and are trustworthy. I see that in all levels and positions at Bradyware. When you have somebody who just, you know that they are going to be authentic and you can trust them, you'll deal with them a lot more, you'll use them a lot more, and you'll probably support them when they need it a lot more. You know, another thing I didn't, um, as I was doing my research for this podcast today, focusing on the metrics that matter. It seems like all I hear about right now are metrics and measuring, but influencers having impact need to measure metrics and they need to measure the right ones. So my good friend, Sherry Jones, she has a company, Measurement Resources, that measures outcomes. And and she has convinced me over and over it's important and it's valuable because I see results with it. But 
at times, you know, as an influencer, you think if you are dealing with metrics like I have this many employees and I have, my company's bigger and now I've gotten to this revenue, my office is now the corner and it's the biggest, or my LinkedIn connections have hit 1500 or hey, I make more money. Those are all good metrics and things to shoot for. But you probably will have better results as an influencer if you, th- you, you focus on two things, engagement. Engagement with employees, engagement with customers, people that totally you're engaged and no matter what, there's a, there's a strength in that. So engagement is huge. You can do all you want for employees. If they aren't engaged and own it and they're, it doesn't, it, it's not nearly as effective. So measuring engagement is proven to be something that's huge. Um, it's not just that I saw five people and have five contacts. It's did I engage with them? Did I make a connection with them? Going again back to the, my, I knew my audience and I was able to talk about St. Lucia and it all came to full circle. That's engagement, not talking about what I do and how hard I work and what we can do for you. And then the return on your investment. There are things that you can do in any organization where you might put a lot of metrics on volume and sales. If it's the wrong sale and you don't make any money, it doesn't matter. So measure what is bringing back to you. I can make this much money on these things. So obviously it's adding to my cash or paying off my debt or it's I now have reinvestment money. So people who are pretty influential measure those matter those things that matter and the two metrics are engagement and the other one is return on investment. You've got to be vulnerable but smart. Open up about your struggles and fears. Uh, Some people do that better than others, but it's tough. So doing so, though, helps you connect to that audience. It definitely humanizes you because we all are. And I'm not saying that you need to tell your life story every day. Please don't. (laughs) But the difficulties you share could be really relatable to that person. You you never know. It also can be real negative if if you overdo it. In the movie, Hugh Grant, who is is more of a playboy, not over serious, successful, living on his dad's money, but yet he's influential because he's successful. And of course, the activist of Sandra Bullock is very harsh about him. And then in this one moment in the movie, they're in her favorite place, and they're talking about expectations, and they're going on and on. And then Hugh Grant just says, or maybe no one having any expectations at all. She understood in that moment because her parents had such high that his parents probably had such low. So no wonder he didn't get it. He didn't get what she was totally driven with, right? And I just found that an interesting line because she heard him. And at that point in the movie, again, this is not real, but she listened to him differently. She treated him differently because she saw something in him. And for her for parents or anyone around you to not have expectations of you was very, very foreign to her because that was all her parents were about. So she heard and it changed her view. Again, influence. Don't take shortcuts when you're trying to be an influencer. In fact, it might put you three steps forward, two steps back. You can't do it faster and easier. It has to be at a pace that works. And don't put your reputation at risk. Definitely don't do that. To become an influencer, you probably have built a lot of authority and trust that we've talked about. 
do not lose that investment by going rogue or or just dipping into something that that you shouldn't. In this movie, both characters were so opposite, but they really never compromised who they were at, at the end. They just didn't. She loved historical buildings and he loved new ones. <laughs> and there was nothing wrong with either side. So they didn't ever put their reputation at risk because that's who they are and that's what they did. And lastly, but not leastly, it's not about you. When you're trying to influence, it cannot be about you. It may be about you in the end. It might be someone you're trying to influence to, to build a bigger company or influence your family to be a better, all those things. But it really is about the person. I mean, it's less about you and it's more about cheering on the cause or cheering on the people that you're trying to influence. Becoming a, a woman of influence is not for the weary. It is, it is not just for the strong either. I've seen all kinds of women in all kinds of positions in all stages of life influence. These are just a few quotes that I found. I always love to find quotes, and so I'm out there Googling. But I thought some of them were interesting. If you're going to influence, associate yourself with people of good quality, for it's better to be alone than in bad company. <laughs> Two, you can be much more influential if people are not aware of your influence. Again, I go back to my friend Caroline Worley, who such a, a master of being political savvy and such a master at influence and using it for the good. She was fantastic. Influence is like a savings account. The less you use, the more you got. Let that sink in. And the, the ability to influence people without irritating them is probably the best skill that you can ever learn. So today, I've said a lot. Get the transcript. Get my notes, because there's a lot there that you need to dig into. Influencing, becoming that person of influence is something that you can do and it takes work and it takes intentionality but it would be worth it in the end of whatever that you're trying to accomplish i'm betty collins i'm thank you for listening today as your career advancements continue your financial opportunities will continue to grow be prepared visit bradyware.com resources to download a copy of the financial checklist for every stage of your life everything about the inspiring woman's podcast this episode and Brady Wearing Company Accounting Services can be found in the podcast show notes.